Coming up on today's edition of Locked On Eagles, Gino and I are going to get into the potential of the Eagles drafting a quarterback in 2022. Not the discussion of trading for a veteran star, not the discussion of keeping it going with Jalen Hurts, drafting a quarterback in 2022. That's coming up next right here on your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast, Locked On Eagles. Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We thank you for making Locked On Eagles your first listen each and every day. I'm Louis DiBiase, joined as always by my co-host Gino Camilleri. It's a Wednesday edition of the show, episode number three this week of five. Downloaded into your phone wherever you get the podcast. We are available on all platforms and on YouTube as well. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel for video content throughout the week. And we're on Twitter at LockedOnBirds, at GC24 underscore football. And at DiBiase, L-O-E, Gino, Senior Bowl week continues. Just got back from practice. It was a rainy day, um, but there were still players that shined. So I did do an exclusive video for our YouTube page, uh, day two takeaways from the Senior Bowl practice. But today, it's Wednesday, and it's locked on QB1. So we're going to continue the Senior Bowl theme. But, Gino, we're going to talk quarterbacks that are in this draft class and ask a question that we haven't really discussed yet. You know, I think we've discussed, of course, the long-term potential of Jalen Hurts being the quarterback. We've discussed, you know, potentially trading for somebody like Russell Wilson. I think most rational people in Eagle circles would agree with that, right? That mindset. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to drafting a quarterback, this is the more polarizing discussion. I would say that in this class, especially, yes, unless you're going to hit with the top guy, if you can address a guy that would be a top guy, in another class as well, because you have to evaluate the quarterback straight up. You can't overvalue a quarterback just because he's a QB. I always look back to EJ Manuel, and you know as well as anybody, Lou, in Buffalo, yeah. covering that market. They needed a quarterback that year. And I, I it was funny because I remember Chip Kelly vividly stating that he had EJ Manuel as a third-round guy when he was evaluating him, and Buffalo mm-hmm. took him at fifteen. So the Eagles can't be that team that teams are looking at afterwards and saying, oh, they kind of got suckered on that one, you know? Like they took the guy that had the injury history, can't read the field, really is just a developmental guy that has a couple tools but not all of the tools. Mm -hmm. But I'm looking at this class, and Lou, I think you saw on display today, and you've talked about this guy on and off on this show all the time. I like Malik Willis. You look at Josh Allen. You look at Justin Herbert, the traits of these guys, the big arm, the ability to be a mobile-style runner, but still at the same time possess something in the pocket that leaves you to want to build it. It's not like you buy a Lego set and it comes with the instructions. You're just buying a generic brand of, Mm -hmm. you call them like blocks or something that they had back in the day where you would just build your own design. That's what a guy like Malik Willis is. And I think if you're going to take that next step and draft that player and commit assets to him, it has to be a guy that you know you can grow and build and maybe even crash through his ceiling, not just hit his ceiling, 
but far exceed what you think yeah, he could be. You have to be sure that you're not just taking a guy to take a guy like the Bills did in 2013, where mm-hmm. although quarterback is the most important position, and we've talked about it for weeks, how you need to get that position right for sustained success, you know, just because the value of that position is so much higher doesn't mean you need to force a player's value up by multiple rounds and force a pick just to take that player. And the Eagles don't really need to do that this year. But at the same time, Gino, I don't want them to not take a player because they're afraid to do worse. And they're afraid mm-hmm. that this class could be the 2013 quarterback class all over again. And that is kind of what the narrative is right now with the 2022 quarterback classes. It is EJ Manuel and Geno Smith all over again and Matt Barkley and who Ryan Nassib was in that class. It was seen as, and it really was one of the worst, if not the worst quarterback class in NFL history, maybe with like 2007 was in there as well. Um, so if you believe that none of these guys have the same potential as Jalen Hurts, then yeah, you don't take one. But at the same time, I don't really agree that this is a, a historically bad class. Is there mm-hmm. a you know Andrew Luck type of prospect coming out? No. But to me, it's harder for me the as the years go on to put stock in strength of a class before they start their NFL careers because some, some of the worst classes – have produced stars and some of the best classes really haven't. I mean, you look at last year, it's only been one year, but that was seen as a slam dunk class and look at how much more Trevor Lawrence needs to grow in his NFL career and Zach Wilson and Justin Fields. So I do think that sometimes we get too caught up with what a player is in college and not what they could be in the NFL moving forward. And like you mentioned, you know, you mentioned the likes of Josh Allen and Joe Burrow his junior year of college was an afterthought. Mm -hmm. And then it took one big senior year. And now look at in year two of the NFL, he's going to the Super Bowl. And I do think there are players in this class that do have that upside. Do they have a lower floor than most? Yeah, probably. But there are, this class does have talent that you could justify taking with, it's not like the Eagles are first overall and they have to convince themselves to take somebody first. I mean, they're picking 15, 16, and 19. And there are quarterbacks in that range that are justifiable and that could become the next Mahomes, Allen, Lamar, mid to late first round pick that becomes a star. I think you made a very good point saying, like, even some of the classes where you're like, okay, this class is a home run. Yeah. Aker Mayfield gets taken first overall. Right. Sam Darnold gets taken third overall. Josh yeah, even Rosen. in that class that was seen as a slam dunk, Gino, the, the names mm-hmm. that were seen as slam dunks weren't the players that panned out. It was the riskier players that probably compare more to these prospects. I would say so, and I think maybe the NFL kind of learned a little bit from that because if you go back and evaluate it, I know you always say that Sam Howell, you said it today on Twitter and perfectly, is just a mid-level Baker Mayfield, and like you could draw comparisons like that. And then a Malik Willis almost is like that Josh Allen type of guy. Is mm-hmm. a Carson Strong who's not that mobile, your Josh Rosen of the group. And I think you could, it's going to kind of level itself out there in that late day one, early day two period where I really think, look at one of the best quarterbacks in that group, Blue, Lamar Jackson. Where did he get drafted? Right, 32nd overall. I yeah. think that's going to be like a prime territory that if you can address your guy and figure out who it's going to be, I've seen a lot that Mike Tomlin is talking to Malik Willis and he's really keeping an eye on him. I think that's exactly where you would probably see a team like Pittsburgh try and take a guy in that middle of the first round right where they're picking or they might have to go up and get a guy, and then all of these other guys fall back. There's going to be so many different things that happen, and a lot of it is going to come once these dominoes of Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers do fall, and you'll see the board play out a little bit. But to say that this is a class that is just historically bad, 
I would say no. I could say you could point to all of these guys, and they do multiple things individually well. And would I say any of them are as bad as EJ Manuel was coming out of college as a prospect? I was going to say, I would Malik say absolutely not. not EJ Manuel coming out. Malik Willis has as much upside as most top tier quarterback mm-hmm. prospects. I would say um, all these QBs draft. are better than and, EJ. I mean, yeah. Carson Strong's arm strength. You got Bailey Zappi, who threw for a ridiculous amount of yards in college. Matt Corral, the Kingsman Ritter, to me, has more upside than mm-hmm. what he has to yeah i agree it's not a class that you know pre-draft is seen as historically good but it's not 2013 and you know the eagles are the perfect example 2016 i mean carson wentz wasn't seen as a generational prospect Mm -hmm. i remember before this time of year the senior bowl before he came down to mobile and had a great week I saw mock drafts that year where he was mostly in the, you know, I would say like 10 to 20 range. He was seen as a mid first round prospect with upside. And then he had a great week in mobile and the pre-draft process really helped him as pro day. He showed off those physical attributes that you really don't get often in prospects. And the Eagles found their guy. All it takes is to believe in one player. It doesn't, mm-hmm. again, the Eagles aren't picking first overall. They don't need to be in love with six of these quarterbacks. Right. If there's just one player they think could be the guy, then that's all it takes. But you want to pick the guy. You don't want to just pick a guy. And I think that's what we're going to get, uh, continue to get into here on Lockdown QB1 right here on Lockdown Eagles. And guys, today's show is sponsored by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. As football continues its march through the playoffs, we've got the big game coming up right to the big game in a couple weeks, as I said, and betonline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. It's not just football. BetOnline has up-to-the-minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live real-time updates of current games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available for the 2022 season. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, Eagles fans, I'm Louis DiBiase. He's Gino Camilleri. It's Locked on Eagles. We thank you for making Locked on Eagles your first listen each and every day. And as we always do on Wednesday, we talk about the quarterback position. We are locked on QB1. Gino, we've talked about Jalen Hurts, his potential long-term. We've talked about trading for a veteran. Today, we're discussing with the Senior Bowl this week and with the quarterbacks all down here pretty much that could fight for that first spot when it comes to the first quarterback being off the board outside of Matt Corral. It's a good timely topic. Should the Eagles consider drafting a quarterback this year? They have three first round draft picks and they could have the luxury of not having to trade up for a player like they did Carson Wentz, where they needed to have to jump up the board twice, right? Up to you know eight and then to two. Mm-hmm. And so it's a really interesting discussion this year based on the strength of the class based on Jalen Hurts heading into year three and the likelihood of a veteran being available and wanting to come to Philadelphia. It's a really tough debate to have. But I think, you know, the theme of the first segment we talked about was don't just take a guy, take the guy. I think that is a key. You don't want to force this, but at the same time, you don't want to be complacent either. You don't want to be scared to mess up with one of these prospects. So we stick with Jalen Hurts, who's the you know, safer player. I think it, you're going to have to look at this almost like a boxing match. When they put out the tail of the tape and they put the mm-hmm. guys side by side, you put their height, their weight, all that next to them, and you show their record, so on and so forth. I think you have to go down the guys' traits. Okay, who's better on this one? Does Malik Wellis have a better arm than Jalen Hurts? You could check that off. 
Carson Strong, same type of thing, and then go down the list, and that's how you have to evaluate it. And you have to find out, do you believe that with those traits that you highlight, he can have a higher ceiling than your Mm -hmm. current quarterback? Because you're not going to force the issue just to take a guy. Right. You're not going to Danny Watkins this thing. You're not. I just don't want them to go the opposite direction. You know, I I don't want them to be so fair. Yeah, I I don't want them to be so complacent and picky to where Howie knows Jalen Hurts is never going to affect his job status. So let's just keep year after year until we find a perfect player. Let's just keep moving with Hurts. I just I hope and I don't think they're going to do that because they never settle a quarterback long term. I just I don't want the opposite to happen either. No, I don't think it will, and I think. 2022 free agency, 2022 draft, 2023 free agency, 2023 draft. Those are all options for them at quarterback. And Jalen Hurts is right in there as well. And I don't think they're scared to make a move. They weren't scared to draft Jalen Hurts 53 overall when Carson Wentz was on their roster. And I don't think they're really worried about that at any position. You don't think Howie thinks like this is his last stand, my last chance to pick a quarterback, and if not, I'm done? I wouldn't necessarily say so because you got by on the success. I, I hope I, not. Yeah, I, yeah I, I would like to believe that if he gets the guy, or if not, it all comes down to the supporting cast around him as well because it just doesn't take one guy, right, Lou? Mm-hmm. No matter who you have, if you find a quarterback that you can upgrade your team with, which I, I think there are guys in this draft that have a, a little bit better in some areas than. Jalen Hurts is. I think if you can get Russell Wilson, that's a no doubter in my mind. But Howie Roseman, if he does that move, if he does the Russell Wilson move, is tied to it. But I don't think if he picks a guy at 15, 16, or 19, that that is going to, I would say, put cement around his feet and hold him over, uh, hold him over a bridge. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not end all. Well, nothing all. else has. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, is this going to be another cog in the machine? No, I don't think so because he's able to build the O line to help out your quarterback, evaluate the team, and if you could put a guy like Malik Willis back there enough to trust your coaches to build around that guy, and mm-hmm. then how he does slam dunk that pick. It's almost like he's in a no-lose situation once again, unless he does mortgage the whole future for a guy like Russell Wilson or a guy like Aaron Rodgers if that scenario came around to it. But I don't think there is a plan in this class nor a player in this class where he could go up, like last year, for example, let's say, okay, we got three first-round picks. Let's say Jacksonville's crazy enough to accept that offer and they go up and get Trevor Lawrence. Then, yeah, you're 100% tied to that pick. But right now, if you spend a – a mid first round pick on a guy or even move back and pick one of those guys early day two in the beginning of day two, you might, you could probably get that 33rd selection if you wanted to, just so you know who you could pick on day two. I I don't think that's one of the situations where Howie Roseman would one be scared to take a player and two think it would overly affect his job. Yeah. And I wasn't trying to say that. I think he is feeling that way. I just, I want to make sure. Oh, it's a good question to ask. Yeah. Yeah, Because last year they did try to trade up for Zach Wilson. Um, That was the reality. And so Mm -hmm. I, I think that is proof that they, you know, aren't just going to roll with Hurts until they find the perfect player. But I do think, you know, they can't really afford to be picky because, you know, there is a chance you could trade for a first-round pick in 2023, use that as a way to move up for a Bryce Young or a CJ Stroud, right? There is a way you could trade for a veteran. But I think 
And there's a way Jalen Hurts becomes the long-term franchise quarterback and continues mm-hmm. to grow and meets that upside. But I do think the most realistic path for the Eagles, the way they're constructed right now to find their franchise quarterback, is likely to bank on a guy with really awesome traits in the mm-hmm. middle of the first round, has a lower floor but a higher ceiling. Like the Chiefs did when they had Alex Smith, they had to take a chance on a Patrick Mahomes, who wasn't seen as a slam dunk coming out of Texas Tech. The Buffalo Bills made the playoffs with Tyrod Taylor in 2017. They needed to take a chance on a Josh Allen. The Baltimore Ravens had to move back in with Joe Flacco mm-hmm. to come get Lamar Jackson. The way Great the Eagles point. are right now and with the way Jalen Hurts is playing and the way this offensive line is really good, they just won nine games. They're going to consistently be winning seven to ten games. That's what this team mm-hmm. normally does. So you're going to be most of the time picking you know, in the 15 to 32 range. And so – that makes it harder to find the player. And so you're going to have to take a risk at some point if you don't believe Jalen's the guy. There is a chance, again, like I said, you could trade up. But, you know, look at what it took to get Carson Wentz. Again, it was two unique mm-hmm. move-ups. You needed Miami to be willing to take on Alonzo Maxwell's contract and let you move up. Then you needed to get lucky that a, a top-two team didn't want a quarterback. I mean, look at Chip Kelly. He wanted to give the Titans everything for Marcus Mariota, but it takes two to tango. So it's hard mm-hmm. to bank on that becoming a reality. And so I do think this might have to be the most realistic outcome. And if you like the 2023 class better, sure. But you do really need to take a look at this class because this is the way you're going to do it, most likely. I mean... You have to call a spade a spade. They have the most assets that they've had in quite some time, especially in the exact area where you would target one of these quarterbacks. And you wouldn't really have to give up those assets to get one too, which is a unique luxury too. And the thing is you would meet somewhere in the middle between picking a Jalen Hurts at 53 and moving up to get a Pat Mahomes at 10 from where Kansas City was. You're at 15 and 16. You're not going to have to spend – I think a first plus to get to like 11 or 12 if you really wanted to jump and get that guy if necessary. Mm -hmm. You could probably give up a second round pick plus a little bit more. And like you said, you have that luxury this year. They're definitely taking a look at all of these options. When I was down there a couple years ago, I don't remember seeing Doug. I remember seeing Howie there. I mean, I know he was there, but – Now the coaches are there. Now they're taking a look. They want to be hands-on in this whole process. Well, Doug was there in 2016 when Wentz was the – No, that's that's fair. I I totally understand that as well. But just to see that even with their guy in Jalen Hurts, they're not willing – they're not willing to leave any stone unturned, I would say. Like I said prior, and like I say during, like Howie Roseman said last year, optionality. They're going to take a look at every throw that Malik Willis has made the last two years. Every throw that Matt Corral has thrown, every one that Sam – they're going to overturn every rock to see if they can find that guy. Mm -hmm. And right now, where they sit, I think this is the class that if you were to do it, don't discount it because, quote-unquote, it's a a bad quarterback class. No, if you find a guy that has the traits, like you said – and yeah. there, I, I feel like there are a few guys, not just there's a few. Willis. There's not a ton, but there's a few. There yeah. are guys that I would put trust in to better my offense, I would say. And you have to take a look at that. And do you think you could achieve that by not mortgaging the future? I think this is the class that you do it. There's not that home yeah. run, Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence type of guy, Trey Lance even. Mm-hmm. Now it's, okay, wait and see. Can we jump up within striking distance without giving up the whole future to get a guy 
Or can we wait and sit on our hands and the board falls to us in a year where defensive line is overly impressive? Jacksonville already has their quarterback. And the narrative is that quarterback isn't that great, and so that could allow some to push down the board that normally wouldn't. Look at the top of the draft already, Lou. The Jets and Giants have four picks in the top ten each. According to the Giants right now, they're sticking with Daniel Jones. So you can mark four picks out of the way already. Mm-hmm. Jacksonville has their guy. You know they're not going to really do anything. Baltimore, who's picking ahead of you, has their guy. You're looking at a team like Carolina probably, like a team like Denver that's going to strike on one of Maybe those Maybe Washington. Maybe Washington. Pittsburgh, for example. Minnesota. But there's, these aren't slam dunks. That, that's what I'm saying. It's a, it, it, You could go any way with them. Kirk Cousins could still be Minnesota's quarterback. Taylor Heineke could be the commander's first quarterback ever that they have in team history. I mean, nothing's a guarantee in this league. And sometimes the guys do fall, and Lamar Jackson ends up at 32. Just do I mean, your own homework, you know, right? Yeah, I just, exactly. don't, just don't fall into the quarterback narrative, the group thing. If you yourselves, because of the work you put in, believe that this is not a good quarterback class to invest in, fine. Just yeah. don't fall into that group think and, and do your own homework for sure. We'll continue to get into this one final segment right here on Locked on QB1 coming up next. Gino, first, tell us about our great friends over at Bill Park. Of course, Bill Park, New Year, New Year's resolutions are in full effect. I mean, you're almost a, a month plus into this year. You should be cranking it up. We have New Year's resolutions here at the show to always bring you the best each and every day, five days a week for free. But one thing that isn't free but could be cheaper if you use their promo code is Built Bars. They're incredibly delicious, incredibly tasty, incredibly healthy as well. 130 calories at most per bar, four grams of sugar, four grams of net carbs, and a ton of protein in there, as much as a chicken breast. I mean, this is going to taste way better than your boring old oven roasted chicken breast. You're going to take one of these Built Bars feel fueled up you're going to be able to go to the gym you're going to be able to sit through a rain in mobile alabama with enough energy to watch all those prospects and you're going to be able to get up and do it all again tomorrow and thanks to built bar our friends that are always great sponsors of the show they're hooking you up with mint brownie cherry barcia limited edition flavors all the time and you could get it for cheaper like i said by using the promo code locked 15 l-o-c-k-e-d-1-5 at built.com to get your hands on a box of, you could either get one of or two of each of them, or you could get one of the flavors that you love and stay dedicated to that. I got tons of mint brownie at the house. I I got like a zombie apocalypse shelter full of these things that if things were to go awry, I could survive solely on Built Bars. So make sure you get your hands on BuiltBar.com at Built.com today. All right, Eagles fans, we're wrapping up this Wednesday edition of Locked on Eagles. We thank you for making Locked on Eagles your first listen each and every day. He's Gino Camilleri. I'm Lou DiBiase, and we're getting into with Senior Bowl week in full effect and with all the quarterbacks outside of Matt Corral down here trying to fight for that QB1 spot. We're talking about if the Eagles should consider drafting a quarterback in the 2022 NFL draft. It's the least likely outcome, I think, through the minds of most fans, at least, um, when it comes to Jalen Hurts being the guy, Russell Wilson, or a rookie. But I do think it's something that they consider, uh, should consider, and will, as does Gino. Uh, Gino, the final question I have for you before we end things today You know, when it comes to, because I I think it's obvious, everybody that's rational would say that Russell Wilson, if he was available, you go and get that player. 
for the Eagles. But let's say it's Jalen Hurts versus this rookie class because we did start comparing it to past classes and discuss the potential of it, but also the risks. Like if it was Jalen Hurts versus the field of 2022 quarterbacks, which rookies would you take over Jalen Hurts next year? How many are there? Are there any at all? I think we're both on the same page with Malik Willis. I yes, think, like, I think so. Especially after today, player. man. Yeah. I personally have a very deep uh, affection for Carson Strong and his ability to chuck the ball down the field. And I think seeing him throwing the elements today and being one of the better throwers and the best on that, that first team today, easily ahead of Kenny Pickett who, I mean, he's still figuring his things out. He's the small hand narrative that's going on. He just seems on, too and, much like a lateral move for yeah, me. When that, comes that, that's, that's what I said yesterday. Who yeah. is not a lateral move? I think Carson Strong might be like maybe one step up. I think Malik Willis could be like two or three additional steps up. I think he brings more explosiveness to his run game. I know Jalen Hurts is a very, very good runner, but Malik Willis is almost like that Lamar Jackson. He's got a different like gear, especially he does. You know, seeing him live. It is um, mm. it's generational speed at this position, and the arm talent between Jalen Hurts and Malik Willis, not even close. It's such I mean, a lazy comparison when people compare these two. Outside of mobility, that that they both can mm. run, there is nothing really that similar. About uh-huh. I think the mental processing is something they both need to speed up. But outside of that, Willis has traits that um, Jalen Hurts does not have yet. Or yeah, might never I, have, and will never have with the arm strength. Uh huh. Oh, I, I I agree so as well, and I, I think Jalen does a good job on putting a little bit of a touch in some areas on the field, which Malik Willis will have to develop. That's into. a good point. Yeah. But the mentality of teams picking quarterbacks the last couple of years has shifted away from a a true pocket passer that could be just a guy that you win with, like. We're moving away from that, Lou. Like You have to draft a quarterback that you win because of, or else you're not going to win in this league, and you don't take them in the top 15 of a draft. We need that on a shirt so bad. I know. We, we really we do. And, and I've seen Malik Willis win games in college because of that guy. I mean, I've seen Jalen Hurts do it as well. But you line up rates, and you line up the ability. What is their ceiling? What is their floor? And that's how you're going to compare them. I think the rest of the field, like a Desmond Ritter, would probably be lateral. Kenny Pickett would well, be a lateral move as well. Sam Howell, Bailey Zappi intrigues me. He threw, he, he could throw the ball down the field, but he's a he's a day two, late early day three type of guy. But truly, if I'm picking fifteen or sixteen, I would, if I'm an evaluator, spend a pick on Malik Willis or Carson Strong in that area. The rest of the field. I think I would rather help out my guy, Jalen Hurts. But if I could get one of those two, I think I would take a chance at that position. So I'm definitely with you on just my Willis. personal. Opinion. No, yeah. Don't, don't strike me down, folks. That's just what I personally believe. I would I would definitely go Malik Willis. I would probably take Matt Corral over Hurts as well. Desmond Ritter, you could talk. Oh, I, I thought it. you were just talking senior bowl. Throw Matt Corral. Oh, there. I'm sorry. Well, I yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would definitely take Corral and Willis, and then you could talk me into Ritter. Strong, again, I've said it over and over again. I just want to see him. I I wish he could run more. Um, But I I could see Strong, you know, Gino, they could do something like they did with Hurts in 2020 where Strong's that second-round pick, and you just say he's a great backup and hope maybe if Hurts isn't the guy this year and 
he doesn't really make any progress that you give Strong a shot at some point. Mm-hmm. I don't think Strong would be a pick that replaces Hurts, whereas I think the other ones would. Um, but it will be interesting to see what they decide to do. You're going to find out more and more this week and as the draft process goes on. And we've got you covered right here five days a week getting into this every Wednesday as well on Lockdown QB1. Make sure you subscribe to Lockdown Eagles wherever you get the podcast. We're available in video form as well on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe, and we're on Twitter as well, at Lockdown Birds, at LOE and at GC24 underscore football. Thank you for making Lockdown Eagles your first listen each and every day. For Gino Camilleri, I'm Lou DiBiase signing off. As always, thank you for downloading. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching, and let's go Birds. Fly, Eagles, fly.